Ah, after three episodes in, it's time to tackle Power Rangers! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode four of Hyper Battle. Or as my fellow Jedi Dropout host wanted me to call it, Mitchell's Ballhouse. Yeah, if you don't listen to Jedi Dropout's main cha- uh, <laughs> main show, that's a bit of a weird tangent, but, uh, eh. Ow. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, if you might as guest, I'm your host, Mitchell. And, uh, once again, I welcome you to the world of spandexed clad heroes, rubber suited monsters, and just weird live-action based off Japanese media that I love so very much. And this time we're actually talk, talk, tackling a American tokusatsu. And as the title says, we're dealing with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, however, for sanity's sake, mostly my own, which there is still some sanity left to me, uh, we are only covering Season 1 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is still like 60 bloody episodes, so... Yeah, most of the shows I've covered here have been, what, 48 to 50 episodes? Uh, and I haven't managed to rewatch all of Power Rangers. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute, but this is... Uh, the OG. This is what made Power Rangers a household name. This is pure distilled 90s. And whoo boy... Yeah, it is aged poorly. A lot worse than I thought it did. And don't take me as, oh, this is old and stupid and childish. I don't like this anymore. Uh, no, it's just not as good as ch- my childhood made me think it was. I mean, the little voice in my head of my childhood is screaming at me, that, no, no, this show is good, it's amazing. But the critic in me is like, Dear God, that delivery was terrible. Dear God, that line itself could not be delivered good. Oh, the dialogue is just so bad in places. A lot of the guest actors have no idea how to handle this show. Some of the actual long-term actors, the main cast, they have some goofy lines and goofy reads, but... This show is just so important to me still. I mean, it was my generation's real big thing. I mean, I had pretty much everything Power Rangers. Power Rangers towels, bedsheets, clothing, lots of the toys. Uh, never never the full Megazord, though, I don't think. God, now, I've, now I want to just go back and collect old toys. Uh, it's actually, you could probably blame this show for why I'm a avid toy collector, and... Yeah, and it's because of this show that we have Hyper Battle. Because I love, you know, this weird style of thing, but... Man, I still can't get over how poorly this show has aged. Like, other shows from the same era, like uh, Batman the Animated Show, not only has that show aged, I think in certain situations it's gotten better with either time or with myself maturing and understanding things better. But 
it's not hard to like I can re- just remember when I was a kid and my sister who was six years older than me tried to watch this and she couldn't get that why anyone would like this terrible show and I mean yeah I can understand that now trying to look back the style goggles are not as strong for this show as other ones would be but that said this show still does have some really good parts that, you know, the nostalgia goggles are not lying to me about. Um, the introduction of the Green Ranger is still amazing. The fights are still really good for the effects at the time. I, that's one of the things. I can forgive poor visual effects, poor uh, pacing for some fights, because I can look at this and go, okay, at the time when this show was made that's the best they can do, or they did better than the best they can do. It's hard to put into words, but for everywhere the dialogue fails, the action does still hold up. Pardon me. And... uh, Yeah, maybe we should actually just get into the show rather than me trying to surmise it, but... um, As I've said several times... uh, Super Sentai was made into Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, this Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is based off Zuranger. And by based off, I mean they changed a lot. Uh, Zuranger follows five people from ancient dinosaur times have woken up in modern Japan using their god beasts to battle the evil witch Bandora. In Power Rangers, we've got the evil witch Rita Repulsa waking up her nemesis Zordon, a floating head in the tube, summoning five teenagers with attitude and imbuing them with the powers of three dinosaurs and uh, two mammals from prehistoric times. And... Yeah, um, they did pretty well in adapting Zoo Ranger. They did their own thing with it, but a lot they kept a lot of the iconology. Uh, they did tweak a few things here and there, like replace certain symbols with the Power Ranger lightning bolt, which, yeah, that, that's fine. And um, wherever the show... Did one th- wherever Zoo Ranger did one thing, Power Rangers would take it in a different direction. So they basically zigged for every Zoo, for every Zoo Ranger zag. And um, the most prominent example is in Zoo Ranger, the Green Ranger actually died. I mean, straight up died, died. And in Power Rangers, he just lost his powers. Both were how they handled how the. Sh- character was removed. For Power Rangers, they just depowered him, and in uh, Zoo Ranger, he died, but gave his powers to the Red Ranger, so in Power Rangers, before he died, he uh, before he the Green Ranger lost all his powers, he transferred what was left of them to the Red Ranger. It's a pretty good way of getting around that. I mean, in that era, it was very difficult to find a TV show for kids that would actually use the word die. <laughs> I mean, just look at early Dragon Ball Z dubs where every mention of death is sending them to the next dimension or the 
Japan or the creation of the Shadow Realm for Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, the Shadow Realm was not a real thing in that show. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people died in Yu-Gi-Oh, and a lot, um, and they did cut out a few things with uh, Witch Pandora. I mean, one of the things was Witch Pandora often summoned Satan. Straight up, in the Japanese, she would say, I summons the powers of Satan! In Paradise, no, it's just evil cantations that were more generic, less religious. And... There actually was... Paradise got so popular in North America that uh, the Saban, the company that made Power Rangers out of... Uh, Zoo Rangers called up... Uh, called up it's a toy uh, yeah to called them up and basically said hey can you film some more things with the zoo ranger suits for us and send them over which has created which is what uh, the Japanese refer to as zoo 2 or zoo ranger 2 where they remade well they made a lot more stuff making powers a lot longer giving them a lot more scenes and re-adding in the green ranger for certain fights because he lost his powers. Well, he got them back at some points, but not to the same degree. He was always tenuous. Pardon me again. But uh, we should probably actually... This is not exactly a very character-driven show, but we should probably still explain the characters. I mean, I've mentioned uh, Rita Repulsa, uh, one of the iconic villains of the 90s. I still absolutely love her. Uh, her performance is still really great. And I'm not just saying that because I've met her uh, actress at uh, the last con I was at. By the way, she is absolutely friendly and lovely to hang around. Um, but um, the Power Rangers, we have uh, Jason, the Red Ranger, Zack, the Black Ranger, Billy, the Blue, Trini, the Yellow, and Kimberly, the Pink, and later Tommy, the Green. And it, basically, it starts off with the five primary rangers, and then when Tommy comes in, it almost basically comes his his show for a while. Although he is the more interesting of the rangers. Um, although we cannot talk about the Power Rangers themselves without mentioning, yeah, the Black Ranger is played by a black actor, and Yellow was by a Asian actress. <laughs> yeah. From what I understand, this was absolutely done by mistake. There was no connotations involved until someone pointed out by like episode 5 or 6 from what I've read, and they're like, crap, it's too late to fix this now. But the five rangers are basically... The most commonly term for them is goody-goodies. They're all basically perfect Boy Scouts, you know, preaching about how to handle bullies constantly, how to say no to this when it comes to, you know, bad influences, and... <sighs> they're not characters. I mean, they've got character traits. Jason is the karate teacher. Uh, Zach is the dancer. He's, he loves his hip-hop and his dancing. Billy is the nerd who... Uh, is absolutely ripped, but in show they pretend like he is a dweeb. Uh, Trini is just... I don't really remember Trini's character. <sighs> and Kimberly is the cute one and the gymnastic one and the 
Valley Girl. I mean, she has the most things stapled to her, I think, which did make her endearing to a lot of people. And Tommy shows up as kind of the bad boy with a heart of gold. It's... But yeah, I mean, this is our heroes. They are just kind of bland. Later Paranger shows will actually give us characters, some of them being fa fantastic, deeper than you know, you'd know expect from this, but it all started from a very basic place. Oh, I almost forgot. The two most popular characters that almost broke off into their own show, Bulk and Skull, the bullies, and... Yeah, they were so popular, uh, Saban and Fox wanted to give them their own spin-off show, which, I don't know. I would probably want to see that now as an adult, because they actually were really... They were basically the show's Conquer Leaf, and they had their moments. I mean, they have some amazing slapstick, some good one-liners here and there. They are just amazing, but they also have their... Well, this is a show for kids, so let's dumb down some of the jokes. Or, oh, some really stupid slapstick. And... <laughs> Every time I, th I, I think about this show and how amazing it, it was as a kid, I immediately, as an adult, think of how annoying some of it is to try and sit through. Um, prime example, um... One of the supporting characters Zordon has is a little robot named Alpha 5. He is basically, because Zordon's a head in a tube, whenever he needs someone to push buttons on the control panel or hand things out or just go out in the field to help the rangers, he sends his little robot. And I loved Alpha 5 as a kid. Oh, I absolutely adored him. As an adult, God, he annoys me. And I really don't want to say that because I actually have a dear close friend because of Alpha. We, um teacher didn't understand what he was trying to say. I did explain it to the teacher. She helped him spell Alpha, and we became good friends, and we're still friends today. And that's one of the things I that, that Power Rangers, even with age, cannot take away, is the bonds I made for this show. I mean, so many days in the backyard pretending to be Power Rangers. Just, while the characters themselves were not amazingly written, they were incredibly endearing. And it's not just the heroes who were kind of bland. I mean, beyond Rita, I can only think of two of her minions. Uh, Goldar, her general, basically, he's the monster that shows up more than once a week. He shows up to be the enforcer, the big, dumb, tough guy. And Finster, her assistant in terms of monster-making. And um, the funny thing about Finster, he's actually voiced by Robert Axelrod, who I also met at a convention, and he later on went on to voice uh, Rhea's replacement, a really terrifying villain named Lord Zed, who we won't talk about, unfortunately, because that's season two of Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, season two of Power Rangers basically starts with Lord Zed, so if you wonder, if you never really figured where the two seasons split, um, Rita is the villain for season one, Zed is the villain for season two, they team up together for season three. Basically, it's a bit more complex than that. Um, but... <laughs> what 
what exactly do the Power Rangers do? Well, every week Rita would send a monster. Actually, it was for a while. It was once oh, they were doing a new episode every day, and like prime time. So that tells you how big this show was. But uh, essentially, every week Rita sends sends out a monster to destroy the Power Rangers so that she can conquer the world. Or, yeah, it is to conquer the world. She wants to. I'm, Witch Man, I'm thinking about Witch Mandora. She kind of wants to destroy Earth. But, um... Rita is, was defeated by Zordon 10,000 years ago. And she's well aware that basically uh, if I destroy the Power Rangers, then Zordon cannot stop me this time. Which makes sense. I mean, take out the only thing stopping you. But... The thing about Rita is sometimes she has a good plan and sometimes she just kind of wants to ruin the Power Rangers' days more than kill them. But, again, early 90s children's show. She couldn't exactly, you know, assassinate them. Um, she is also aware of where Zoran's base is, but due to plot MacGuffins, she can't attack him directly. But once she defeats the Rangers, then she probably then she can. She needs what they use to transform. And, uh, the show, like I said, was converting Zoo Ranger into a North American show, and it was actually really brilliant how they did this. They would have, usually, Rita would send out a group of monsters, her foot soldiers are called, I think, putties? Yeah, putties. Send them out to attack a location where the rangers are in their civilian form. They would fight them. The monster would attack another spot, so they would transform and then teleport. And that would be their way of jump-cutting from live-action North American filming to the streets of somewhere in Tokyo. Pretty seamlessly. Although sometimes the film quality would degrade, but that's um, a difference between how filming technology was in North America and in Japan. They, I think they used a lot more rudimentary, uh, like lower quality in live-action Japanese filming. But that's prob- that, that was to save money. It, it was easier to get like higher-grade Hollywood stuff in North America, obviously. <coughs> ah, pardon me. And, yeah, that was basically how the premise of the show worked. We'd follow Rangers for five, ten minutes, them doing things around town, Rita would cause a problem, they'd try and solve it, then they'd fight, and then they would solve the problem and then wrap it up at the end of the day. Uh, usually the fight would culminate with the rangers having to summon their giant robots, which North Americans have dubbed Zords, and that has stuck forever, but only once, I think, they've been called Zords in uh, Super Sentai. And the Zords are f- the five animals that represent their powers, the Tyrannosaurus, the Pterodactyl, the Mastodon, Triceratops, Sabertooth Tiger, Mast- I think it's, did I say Mastodon? Anyway, those five would come together, combine, and... Rita, after Rita made her make my monster grow! And that was the formula. It was incredibly formulaic, and as a kid, I loved it. I watched every single episode. As an adult, I <laughs> I sat through a good 10, 20 episodes, and that was pretty much it. Now, when the Green Runners introduced... They made a big deal out of him, because, well, for one thing, I think he was, like, the first evil Power Ranger, or evil, evil Sentai, and they obviously incorporated that for Power Rangers. Rita noticed 
Tommy was the strong. Uh, Tommy Oliver, the character, moved to the city. He managed to defeat some putties on his own without having to transform, which is something the Rangers can barely do at this point. So she kidnaps him, brainwashes him, and gives him a similar metal uh, power coin, which lets him transform into the Green Ranger. And he whoops the butts of all five Rangers, destroys their robot by hijacking it, and just generally is an unstoppable badass. That was what hooked so many people in the show. And for a while, they've got to deal with Rita's monster and the Green Ranger. And it's amazing good fights. In Zoo Ranger, he just doesn't like the Rangers for various reasons. I might get into that whenever I ever do a Zoo Ranger episode, which I might do. I mean, I've never actually sat through all of Zoo Ranger. But, yeah. In Power Rangers, they defeat him, destroy the source of what is brainwashing him, and he joins the Rangers. But because his powers came from Rita, she is able to steal them. In, like I said, in Zoo Ranger, he dies. He basically is given a, you have 24 hours to live unless you return to this room. And every time you leave this room, the, cl- the clock starts again. So he's out there for... Well, like I said, I'll spend it for Zoo Ranger, but uh, she is slowly zapping his powers every time he uses them. So, he doesn't want to lose his powers, he wants to conserve them for big threats, but at the same time, he has got to help the other Rangers. So that's basically how they have him uh, not always join up. They also sometimes have him handle threats that are over there, because uh, in Zoo Ranger... The Green Ranger didn't often help the Power Rangers. He didn't often help the other team as much. He wasn't on good terms with them, so they had to basically, like, oh, uh, Rita's released a squadron of putties over at that daycare center. And Oliver, he's also released, she's also released a squadron of putties over at that bakery. Well, Tommy's strong enough to take on an entire squad by himself, so we'll send these five to the bakery and he can go save the kids at the daycare. Something like that. Like, there are some pretty clever ways that they got around this, but it's pretty obvious ideas, too. So. Oh, I forgot to mention one of my favorite things about uh, <laughs> the Green Ranger. He got his own uh, Zord, his own giant robot, the Dragon Zord, who, pray, who rises from the deep depths of the Angel Grove Bay very much homaging Godzilla. I mean, stopping around... When he's evil, the Dragon Sword stomps around like Godzilla, destroying the city. (laughs) It's just... (sighs) The thing I I do remember with the show is while it was campy and cheesy, it's pretty aware that it's not the best thing ever written. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, the Green Ranger was e- uh, was evil for like five episodes in a row, and I mean that's pretty good. And there are some goofier moments. I mean, like in the first episodes, Billy the tech genius wizard kid builds a flying car. It's dropped after that episode, but he builds a flying car because they didn't know what to do with the show. I mean, several times Rita tried to use 
magic to make evil Power Rangers, usually like upgrading uh, her putties or... Yeah, I think she tried to upgrade her putties into Power Rangers to have them fight on even ground. Uh, she makes her own giant Zord for her minion Goldar to use, which... Yeah, that actually was a amazing fight. Uh, especially if you ever played some of the Power Ranger uh, games from like the SNES or the Genesis era, that's a pretty tough fight. <laughs> uh, Power Rangers, Power Rangers, Power Rangers. I mean... It's pretty much available on Netflix now, I think, in most places. And I do recommend, if you haven't watched this show or haven't watched it in a long time, to try and sit down and rewatch some episodes. And if you haven't watched Power Rangers, I do recommend you start with... Uh, yeah, start with the, the Day of the Dumpster and then probably go to Green with Evil. That's the introduction of the Green Ranger, and if you do like those two episodes, try and give the show a watch. Um, if you're re-watching the show, again, you should start with Day of the Dumpster and just go, oh, wow, this is... Oh, this is not quite right, I remember. Um, there was an episode of an evil clown, I know, that scared some people, but once again, I'm not actually... I never saw clowns as scary. I just saw them as highly punchable. Thank you, Batman. So, uh... But yeah, I th think it was 60 episodes uh, and a bizarre holiday special, or was the holiday special for season two? Yeah, they did a holiday episode where Alpha is lonely, so Zordon teleports a bunch of kids into the command center to be his friends. I think Zordon's solution to everything is just, hmm, I should off... I should, uh... Uh, I I should uh, bring some kittens for some cheap labor. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean, the obvious joke a lot of people say is, why hadn't you just hired in like some trained warriors or call up some army guys and imbue them with powers? Nope, five teenagers. <sighs> right now, I think this show I can only enjoy it by riffing on the first season. <sighs> oh. I did just remember a really funny quirk, though, about uh, Power Rangers. It got a Japanese dub. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, uh, not only did they have Super Sentai Zuranger, or Kyoru Sentai Zuranger, to watch, a couple years later they got to watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which <laughs> was redubbed in Japanese. So they didn't change any of the actors this time. So... They got to see the same thing twice, plus the bonus stuff that was filmed just for Power Rangers. So I guess that's interesting for Japanese, but uh, I find that so strange that a lot of Power Rangers shows are redubbed in Japanese. Like, this is some sort of entertainment Ouroboros. You know, the, the snake eating its own tail, never-ending. Ugh... <sighs> Uh, before we end this, I might as well mention a few other, th uh, small things. Um, well, for one thing, the original music made by 
Ron Wasserman is cheesy fantastic. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, he released a remixed version of all his songs for season one, and I snagged those so fast. I mean, Go Green Ranger is such a badly good song. It's t- I love it. I, I like that's the thing. I don't like saying I ironically like this. No, I straight up like this, but I admit that this is not award winning. Like that's what I like to say. It's it's technically bad, but it's still enjoyable. There's I don't like saying ironically enjoy. It's just a pet peeve of mine. Uh, let's see what else this show to amazing. Eh, well. As much as we make fun of it, it did give some general good life advice for children, and it lasted till now. I mean, it's had a few breaks a little bit, but I think they're up to almost their 30th anniversary? They had their 20th not too long ago. I don't know if they've had their 25th yet, but yeah, this is... An old show. <laughs> uh, the thing about... I should probably mention this. Much like Common Rider, every every year when they do a new Sentai, they remove the old team. For Power Rangers, they were scared to do that. They were scared that if we change the suits or the actors, kids won't know this is still Power Rangers. That's why a lot of people still to this day say Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, even though uh, right now it's Ninja Steel Power Rangers. Or Power Rangers Ninja Steel, I think, is the current one. So, what they ended up doing is, for the next show, which was not based off... Season 2 still used the Zoo Ranger suits, but used the uh, next season's uh, Zords. So, they had to use the Zoo Ranger suits for more combat, longer than Japanese did, but at least they could start using the different robots, and they did this for three seasons. They kept the Zoo Ranger suits for three seasons, and then upgraded the robots every single time. Eventually, by season four, this was becoming too expensive, to what I understand, so they had to finally upgrade. So they did use the, I think it was O-Ranger suits, which we turned into Power Ranger Zeo. And, um, I guess I should mention the suits. I did generally, I still think the original Power Ranger suits are rather good with the dinosaur-themed helmet and the one color with the triangles of white across the body. They are very eye-catching, and they do feel like a team, with the Green Ranger having a golden shield over his chest to difference him enough to saying, hey, I'm the strongest of the team. And it really works, and um, one of the things, like I said, uh, the Green Ranger did give his powers to the Red Ranger before he lost them, and he also at one point gave them to the Black Ranger, which, yeah, the image of the Red Ranger wearing the Green Ranger's golden crest sh- uh, shield cr- shield armor, or the Black Ranger wearing this armor, is fantastic, and one of my favorite things to do as a kid was to take the the toy had the, uh, the crest could come off, and you could pop it on other Rangers. I used to love doing that. Uh, another thing... Another little funny thing about Zoo Ranger is there was only one female, and that was the Pink Ranger. The Yellow Ranger was a guy, and that's mostly because yellow is not a f- not just a feminine color in Japanese. It can be a guy or a girl's color. So every now and then there will be a yellow girl or there'll be a yellow guy. I mean, they still do this now, and 
it was for a long time they were scared to put a guy in a yellow suit for Power Rangers. Hence why um, Trini was made the Yellow Ranger. They wanted two girls because yellow is a girl's color, plus it made a more balanced team to have two girls on it. And I kind of agree with that, but once you know this, you will kind of notice that, yeah, Trini gets really buff when she transforms. <laughs> um, I also have to sadly say her actress, uh, Thuy Trang, I believe it's pronounced, did pass away a few years ago, I believe in a car accident, and as much as I can't, couldn't say anything, I couldn't remember what Trini's character did, I did remember really liking Trini's character. Uh, as a kid, I think my favorite rangers were green, blue, pink, and then yellow. I like the Black Rangers the suit the most, but I never end up liking Zack as a character. Uh, later seasons gave me one of my favorite Rangers, who is one of my favorite actors. Uh, but like I said, I'll be for season two of Power Rangers. We'll talk that about. Um, I used to know when Zoo 2 technically started, but I can't remember off the top of my head now. I'll remember as soon as I'm done recording this. But overall, yeah, Power Rangers was one of those cultural phenomenons. I mean, I did. I had the Power Rangers phenomenon first, and then a few later, the Pokemon f- phenomenon hit. And yeah, both Power Rangers and Pokemon are huge, huge parts of my childhood. Um, which is probably why I'm so fascinated in what we bring over from Japan. Like, as soon as I found out that both these things were Japanese-made. Uh, I did have that weeaboo phase where I thought everything from the land of the rising sun was way more better than anything North America made. All that American crap is just so childish, so... Ugh. But, obviously, now I'm well aware that uh, every bit of media is different. And... Yeah. I still love to import my things from Japan, but... I just love some of the things we've got nowadays. I mean, we, this is really a golden age of media. I mean, you can find everything from the older days nowadays really easily. I mean, Netflix has, I think, every season of Power Rangers. Uh, so I can access that at a fingertip. And uh, I've watched a few bits of Sentai, and every now and then the Power Rangers version is actually superior to the Sentai. Some of my friends who are big in the tokusatsu will probably lynch me for that because there is a purism kind of thing going on. But I will call it when media is good and when media is bad, regardless of which came first or which came second. And from what I've seen of Zoo Rangers, though, Zoo Rangers is a lot better. But it will never be as iconic as Power Rangers. Uh, from my understanding, Zoo Rangers is just one of the middle-of-the-roads uh, Sentais. I mean, it's liked, it's got its fans, but it's not like, oh, this is the best one ever. Pardon me, by a large part of the Sentai fan base. But Power Rangers... Power Rangers is... a juggernaut. There are still people who are even from my age group that when you say Power Rangers will only think of this team and cheesy or not aged poor or not that is an amazing uh, thing to have 
I mean, most shows would kill for a fraction of Power Rangers' uh, household nameitude. Is that a is that a term? It's a term now. So, yeah, I'm not really sure how to end this episode. Uh, I feel this is more of a way more of a ramble than I usually do for for Hyper Battle, but this is this show is just. I keep saying raw emotion, raw childhood nostalgia. It's just... <sighs> I really need to know how to end this. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep rambling about how important this show was to my childhood. Uh... <sighs> well, I guess I'll just end it here awkwardly. Uh, may the power protect you? I, I don't know. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Hyper Battle. We'll see you next month. Haven't really decided what next month's topic will be. Uh... Bye! This has been a Jedi Dropouts production.